Is Matthias Ekholm the right guy for the Edmonton Oilers? And what does he bring? We will talk about that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I am your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden. As mentioned on today's episode, we're going to start off with Matthias Ekholm. As it seems like the Edmonton Oilers' top priority right now seems to be Matthias Ekholm. So what would he bring to the Edmonton Oilers? We will talk about that in just a second. But also on today's episode, the best team in the NHL is in town, the Boston Bruins. As they look for their 46th win. Yes, I said 46th. As they haven't hit double-digit losses in regulation yet this year. Yes, that is right. They only have lost eight games in regulation. Could spell trouble for the Oilers. We will preview that matchup, and we will wrap up with the three keys to victory for the Edmonton Oilers in that one. That is coming up on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Thank you for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. Alrighty, if you're like me this morning and woke up a little later than you should have, you woke up to a tweet from Darren Drager saying that the Edmonton Oilers have started calling or at least have checked in on Matthias Ekholm as the you may have missed the NHL trade deadline it was actually yesterday. We had like four trades go down. Timo Meyer was traded. He's a devil. And Tanner Janot was also traded from the new, uh, almost said the New York Rangers for some reason, from the Nashville Predators. He's on his way to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Forget this. Cal Foote, a first round pick, a second round pick, a third round pick, a fourth round pick, and a fifth round pick. Setting the market price pretty high for a guy who has the same amount of goals, assists, and points as Yesapuliarvi. But I digress. We're not talking about Tanner Janot. We're talking about his teammate, Matthias Ekholm. Why did I tee up with Tanner Janot? Well, the Nashville Predators have announced yesterday that David Poyle and Barry Trotz will both be leaving the Nashville Predators, leaving the Predators in a little bit of a new space that they have never been in in their uh, existence in the NHL. And now is the time for the Edmonton Oilers to pounce on said changing of the guard uh, of sorts. This is where Matthias Ekholm comes in. The Edmonton Oilers have been all season, since the offseason, they need a defenseman, they need a defenseman, and now it's going to finally come to a head. Is it going to be Eric Carlson? Probably not. Jacob Chikrin? Mm, the Oilers seem cold on him. The one guy that's left has been Matthias Ekholm, an absolute leader inside the locker room, a fantastic defenseman. Not He can play both ways at times, has a career high in points of, I believe it was 44, if I'm not mistaken, off the top of my head. Please uh, correct me if I am wrong there. But he is able to have a lot of offensive production. He had a 36-assist season once. 
This year, 57 games played, 5 goals, 13 assists, 18 points, more than both Tanner Janot and Yesapoli but I'm sorry, I'll stop beating up. But that's not what Matthias Ekholm will bring. Not the goals, it's not the assists. In fact, his offensive numbers would sit, his goals 4 per 60 minutes uh, at 5 on 5 would sit 22nd. His ex uh, goals 4 per 60 in all situations would sit 19th, even with Matthias Janmark. He is not an offensive stud. But what he does do is he suppresses the opposition. He is a better skater than what most people will give him credit for. He's a pretty decent skater. He is very smart, and he knows where to be on the ice. He is a, uh, uh, what's it called? A cycle killer. That's the word I'm looking for. He is a cycle killer who can also bang bodies and move the puck. Not, not uh, an absolute puck-moving defenseman, but he can move the puck. Let's get into some of these advanced numbers here because this is where the true story is told. His goals against per 60 at 5-on-5 five five would put him 7th on the Edmonton Oilers with a 2.22, which also includes players like James Hamblin and Vinny DeHarnay who have played a collective 20 games maybe. Uh, his ex uh, expected goals against per 60 at 5-on-5 five five sits at a 2.5, which means he's actually, again... This isn't a team who's in a playoff spot in the Nashville Predators. They've been up and down and up and down. And his expected goals against to his actual goals against per 60 minutes is very impressive. It goes from a 2.5 to a 2.2 at 5-on-5. Five five. And then in all situations, his expected goals against sits at a 3.51, which would be 25th on the Oilers. However, his actual goals against per 60 minutes sits with a 2.58, which is almost a full one, almost exactly one full point. That is insane. Almost an exact whole goal per 60 minutes. It goes down to 2.58, which then would put him sixth on the Edmonton Oilers from 25th to sixth. And why is that important? That's important because that means in practicality, he is preventing the other team from scoring. And with a number like a 3.51 that on one of the worst scoring against teams or the, one of the worst defensive teams, I should say, with the Edmonton Oilers, if that would put you last on that team and then put you in the top six, top five without James Hamblin of that same team, that's very impressive. That's telling me that you are going out there and, again, suppressing the opposition. That is very impressive. Now, uh, I like those player cards from The Athletic because they really show how each player stack up to their position and what they really do that's special, that really lets them stand out in their um, profession or in their, in their field, and especially with defensemen. With Matthias Ekholm, his ice time sits in the 85th percentile, averaging 22.3 minutes a game. His expected goals sit 77th, which is insanely high, or higher than I thought it would be. And then let's get to the defensive differential. That is where he sits in the 79th percentile, a 9.6 right now, and has the ability to get up to an 11.6. 
And that's GSVA, which is basically wins above replacement or how many games you win for your team. He sits in the 69th percentile, winning the Nashville Predators, again, who is not a very good team, a 0.9 and could get up to 1.2 wins this season. He's winning games for a team that doesn't want to win games. Imagine if he goes to a team who actually wants to win a game, who actually wants to win games. He's on an affordable contract. We've seen all over the place. Salary retention here, salary retention there. We saw it today with uh, Jake McCabe and the Sam Lafferty deal. There is going to be salary retained somewhere. He's making $6.25 million. He's on the first year of a four-year $25 million contract. If the Oilers can get them to retain even 25%, that's pretty impressive. Out of a 6.25, you can take that at a very, very digestible price now finally i do want to mention with ekholm uh with those uh player cards that the athletic has they do show the market value for each player and his market value currently sits at an even five million dollars so he's playing just below 1.2 million below what he's supposed to be or what he is making but that's still a very high number and very, very impressive, especially when you see the market value of some players who are making big, big dollars. There's some of them that you're sitting there going, how are you making that money? So, And could you imagine a decor of Darnell Nurse, Matthias Ekholm, Brett Kulak, Tyson Berry, Philip Broberg, and Cody Cece, and Evan Bouchard? Although I do think I saw... Um, uh, Zach Lang from Oilers Nation, great guy, great uh, uh, source in our, our hockey world. Really excited to see what he will do in the future. But uh, he had a trade offer for Ekholm saying uh, a potential of Ekholm and Yakov Trenin, plus I believe uh, a late pick for Kyler Yamamoto, Cody Cece, a first, and I believe it was a third as well. Uh, so it sounds like I have heard Kyler Yamamoto might be on the block, potentially. Some teams have been interested in him, so I don't know. Uh, something to watch out for either way. Alrighty, let's move on to uh, the game tonight, as the best team in the NHL is here in Edmonton. And it could get ugly. What is going to happen tonight when the Boston Bruins face off against the Oilers at Rogers Place? Well, we'll talk about that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started using AG1 because I wanted to better my gut health optimize my immune system. And I wanted to do that without taking all these pills and supplements. And that is exactly what I get with AG1. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality, high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. 
all of the things, all while still tasting great. Plus, it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it is all good for you. Plus, it contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, all while still tasting great. It costs less than $3 a day, so you are investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Plus, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Alrighty, let's move on to tonight's game between the Oilers and the Bruins. First of all, I want to thank you for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. And it is the week of the NHL trade deadline. It is March 3rd on Friday. I almost said 4th and Friday at the same time, but it is on March 3rd, Friday. So join us live on the Locked On NHL YouTube channel from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, Eastern. Remember that, it is Eastern. As the Locked On NHL hosts break down the biggest deals from across the league. I shall be there from the 2 to 4 o'clock Eastern time. So pop by, see a familiar face, and see if the Edmonton Oilers traded for Eric Carlson or... Matthias Ekholm, I don't know. Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, the NHL trade deadline, what a day that is. But we have to get through a couple games first, and that starts tonight between the Oilers and the Boston Bruins. The red-hot Boston Bruins. Boston, baby. I'm not good at at Boston. uh, uh, What's it called? Accents. I have a cousin who lives in Boston, that's about it. That's all I got. Either way, the Boston Bruins are in town, and they sit with the league best 45, 8, and 5. I'll say that again. 45 wins, 8 regulation losses, and 5 losses coming by way of overtime and or shootout. Yikes. The Edmonton Oilers are 32, 20, and 8. And over the last 5 games kind of shows the difference between the two. The Boston Bruins are 5-0-0 in their last five games, including a 5-0 win to Nashville, a 6-2 win against the New York Islanders, a 3-1 win over the Ottawa Senators, a 6-5 win against the Seattle Kraken in a game where it was so back and forth, the Bruins took the lead with three minutes left, and they ended up going on to win the game, and then a 3-1 win in Vancouver just over this weekend and now they come into town against the Oilers who over the last five games have gone two one and two dropping numerous games that they should have won and all of their losses have been 
by one goal. The Edmonton Oilers over the last five games, a shootout loss against the New York Rangers, 5-4. An overtime loss in Colorado, 6-5. A win against the Flyers and a win against the uh, Penguins, so a sweep in Pennsylvania, and then a tough loss against the Columbus Blue Jackets over the weekend, 6-5 there. Fun game to watch for a neutral Certainly a uh, hair-pulling one if you're an Oilers fan. But let's get to the lineups for the Oilers as it seems like Clean Costin will draw back into the lineup for the Oilers. He was skating yesterday. So where does he slot in? Well, if you're a Clean Costin fan, you're going to like it. Because Clean Costin lines up not on the first line, but on the second line. Let's take a look at the first line. First, Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the top line with Connor McDavid and Kyler Yamamoto. Clean Costin on that second line with Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman. Evander Kane is still out with his rib injury. Warren Fogle on the third line with Ryan McLeod and Matthias Janmark. Devin Shore, Derek Ryan, and Yessa Puliarvi round out the top lines for for the Oilers, a D for the Oilers heading into this game. Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece, Brett Kulak, Tyson Berry, Philip Broberg, and Evan Bouchard. Vinny DeHarnay did not skate yesterday. Unsure if he will play in this game. If he does play, then expect to see probably Shore. Maybe Pugliarvi come out of the lineup. However, Pugliarvi and Shore have been playing pretty decently over the last couple of games. Stuart Skinner gets the start and goal for the Oilers. Last time he was in net was in relief. In Columbus, unfortunately, getting the loss, even though he was only in for two of those goals against Columbus, but still getting the loss nonetheless. He did start against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, however. The Boston Bruins lineup like this is a pretty interesting name out of the lineup, but Edmontonian Jake DeBrusque is on the top line with uh Patrice Bergeron, almost called him Marc-Andre. Uh, shout out Marc-Andre Bergeron. And Brad Marchand on the top line. Pavel Zaka's on the second line alongside David Krejci and David Pasternak. Marcus Felino or Nick Felino, excuse me. Marcus is the one in uh, Minnesota, excuse me. I'm so good with siblings, by the way, in case you couldn't tell. I am an only child. Uh, Nick Felino on the third line alongside Charlie Coyle and Trent Frederick. And A.J. Greer rounds out the fourth line with Thomas Noshek and Garnet Hathaway. Brand new addition to the Boston Bruins. And speaking of new additions, Dimitri Orloff is on the top pairing for the Bruins alongside Charlie McAvoy. Lindholm is alongside Brandon Carlo, former Tri-City American. Forbort is with uh, Car Connor Clifton, excuse me. And Jeremy Swayman will get the start in net. No, the Oilers will not get the goal scorer, Linus Allmark, and potentially Vesna Trophy winner, Linus Allmark. It doesn't really matter. Both goaltenders for the Bruins are very good. But what can the Oilers do to beat those goaltenders? Well... I'll tell you about that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you gotta try Built Bar. Look, we're already past the New Year's. And now our New Year's resolutions are real. New Year's resolutions are starting to poke their ugly heads and going, Hey, 
we're still here. And mine personally was to eat healthier. And that is exactly what I get with Built Bars. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they are so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. But what makes them so delicious? Well, it's probably because they use 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. Plus, they come in a whole bunch of unbelievably dish delicious flavors, including churro. Oh my goodness, that churro is unbelievable. I'm thinking about it right now. <clears throat> Anyways, sorry. Peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. They got so many delicious flavors. But you don't have to go to Built.com anymore. You can also now go to your local Walmart and find Built Bars at the Walmart there. And if you're near Sam's Club, I don't know if you're near Sam's Club or at all, but if you are, you can go in and find one there. Trust me, you can thank me later. Alrighty, let's wrap up with the three keys to victory for the Edmonton Oilers. And the first one being blocked shots. Yes, they need to block shots. Maybe a bit of a new one for the Oilers, and there's a reason. They're 29th in the NHL when it comes to blocking shots. 773, which sounds impressive. When you look at the other teams, you go, ah... They've got literally double. Either way, the Edmonton Oilers used to have guys like Chris Russell and Duncan Keith who would get in front of shots, and now no one, nobody will block shots. And let's remember who's coming in. Oh, yeah, the best team in the NHL, the Boston Bruins. Well, if you're not going to be physical in your own end, if you're not going to get sticks in the lane, if you're not going to kill cycles and you got to do something, get into shooting lanes and maybe you have a chance to win this game. I'm going to be sick to my stomach if I have to watch the Boston Bruins just run a cycle in the Edmonton Oilers end for three straight minutes, which honestly, they probably will. The Edmonton Oilers need to block shots. They need to end cycles and play hard in their own end. So number one, block shots with a caveat of just playing hard in their own end. The second one is take advantage on the power play. Look, this is the most difficult matchup for the Edmonton Oilers in general, but especially when it comes to the power play. The Edmonton Oilers have the best power play in league history and is on pace to break the NHL uh, power play record. They currently sit at a 32.1% where the penalty kill for the Boston Bruins also sits first. They have a penalty kill percent of 86.4, first in the league. The Oilers' penalty kill sits tw uh, 25th, excuse me, with a 75%. Now, with that being said, the Boston Bruins also have the seventh best power play in the league 23.9%. Now, the Boston Bruins, I meant to mention it in the last uh, segment, but. They are without Taylor Hall in this game, so that may help the Oilers in that case. But you still need to remember who is on that power play for the Bruins. So the Oilers, they need to take advantage on the power play. Yes, it's going to be difficult, but when they get the man advantage, there's a reason 
why it's called an advantage. The third and final thing, the third and final key for the Edmonton Oilers to victory against the Boston Bruins is to score first. Now, I know this is an obvious one. I know it's an obvious one. And sometimes, most of the time for the Oilers, it's not that important. In fact, the Oilers are 13, 14, and 4 when trailing first in a game. So, not fantastic, but still doable. But the Edmonton Oilers on the flip side are 19, 6, and 4 when scoring first. Now, that's important. But you know what's also important? Making sure the Boston Bruins don't score goal the first goal in a game. Why? Probably because they haven't lost in regulation yet. Yeah, 30 wins, no losses, three in overtime or a shootout. And then on the flip side, when trailing first, 15 wins, eight losses, two in overtime. The Oilers need to score first. They need to score. They, You know what? They don't need to score first. They just have to make sure that the Boston Bruins don't score first. Maybe that's more of the important key. So the three keys to victory for the Edmonton Oilers against the league-leading Boston Bruins, the first one being block shots. The Oilers currently sit 29th in block shots. They need to make it difficult on the Boston Bruins. The second key being take advantage on the power play. The number one power play in the league versus the number one penalty kill in the league. That will be the matchup of the day. And the third key, make sure the Boston Bruins don't score first. The Bruins are 30-0-3 when scoring first, and we shall see who scores first when the Edmonton Oilers and the Boston Bruins face off at Rogers Place. 6.30 puck drop in Edmonton. A different time than normal, a little earlier than normal, but that is okay. That is going to be a fun one. We shall have a full post game as well. Tonight, after the game, so make sure you check out for that. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen today. Now for your second listen, make sure you tune in to Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL. With local analysis that only Locked On can deliver, follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcast. 6.30 puck drop at Rogers Place, the league best. Boston Bruins come to town for an unbelievable matchup here at Rogers Place. Get your popcorn, everybody. This one's going to be a fun one. Connor McDavid and the Oilers look to win their 33rd game of the season and continue their run in the Pacific Division. And hopefully, at the end of it, we can all play La Bamba, baby.